0: to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Havern As always, I'm joined by the two J's, Joey and Jared. And this week, I don't have a long soliloquy planned. Instead, we're going to get right into it. A huge piece of news broke uh, that feels like it was made for the DFS Dose podcast specifically. Josh Gordon, the Browns cut bait with them. He has been traded to the New England Patriots. Um... You know, as if Joey's bias wasn't extreme enough <laughs> when it comes to Josh Gordon. He's now a Patriot. Um, so let's get right into it. I mean, Joey, how are you feeling about your boy becoming a Patriot?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to see what he could uh, bring to the Patriots. So just to talk about the deal, he has to play 10 games in order for the Browns. I mean, in order for the Browns to get the fifth round pick, right? He has to be active for 10 games or more. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise it's, a it's a seventh round pick. Yep. And,
2: you know, he's not going to be active for 10 games. Right? Yeah, Why? No chance. Because Belichick's gun wants that fifth round pick. So he's only going to keep him active for nine games. Guaranteed
1: 100%. <laughs> I mean, that that would be something that he would do, which would be funny.
0: I mean, the only thing is the Patriots have a pretty high floor in terms of games played because they're like a playoff lock every year. So, you know, I mean, if they go on a run, I don't know if Belichick would sacrifice. Yeah the pick just to hinder it if he works out i just don't think there's a high chance he'll work out so
2: i mean honestly they could clinch the division by week 13
0: yeah it could be earlier than it could really be earlier than usual this year they won't need
2: to play josh
1: Gordon. i mean unless he gets in trouble by the nfl he's obviously gonna play because he steps in and he's uh top the depth chart with julian edelman so it's not like oh let's keep him inactive so we could keep the fifth round pick because the talent that you can get in the fifth round is not equivalent to the talent that Josh Gordon brings, although he does bring his um pass with him and uncertainty. But, you know, I'm excited to see what he could bring. And if everything works out well and he doesn't get in trouble with the NFL, doesn't look like he is. um The Browns just wanted to get rid of him after he hurt his hamstring doing a photo shoot. If he can come in stay clean and produce it's a win-win for the patriots
0: so your 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 faith in gordon was unwavering through you know basically i
1: still i still have faith in him 100
0: you so nothing changes with you when the team that knows him best that's been going through him with this for the last five years decides to cut bait it's not like they're drowning in top tier wide receivers they know him best out of anyone they've been with him through this whole thing they had the utmost faith in him he missed all of training camp and they still stuck by him so i mean is it really just like a photo shoot he hurts himself and that's it they're done or i mean is there more to this that isn't out yet
1: i mean there could be more but i doubt it it would have been released by now it's been two days but yeah the browns uh did help him out and they were they did stick by him for The majority of his career and you know it was surprising to see them get rid of him for something that is kind of like not as bad as what he's done but maybe a change of scenery will help him and maybe the culture of the patriots will you know help him stay on the right track and bill belichick runs like a you know like a strict organization over there so maybe that might be good for him to to keep his life straight and his path moving forward
0: um, Joey, real quick, I will give you one shot to recant your statement on Josh Gordon making 1,000 yards or forever hold your peace with this horrible take.
1: I'm good. 1,000 yards, over 1,000.
0: All right, we'll see. Josh Gordon will be in his first game this week. 200 yards. In Detroit. We'll see how that goes in person. 200 yards. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if Slay's out. Joey is the funniest person I've ever met, I swear to God. Let's move on to our position-by-position breakdown for the week. Uh, Week three, we'll go position-by-position, talk the best cash and GPP plays in terms of DraftKings, and we'll start right off the bat with quarterback. So who's standing out to you guys at quarterback this week?
2: I mean, the obvious two pay-up options for Jimmy G at 65 and then Mahomes at 7,000. But one of the guys I'm most interested in is Matt Ryan at home for 5700 and Andrew Luck on the road for 5600. I think I'd rather have Matt Ryan and Julio over Tyreek and um Mahomes. For sure. Tyreek is 8500 and he only has like 14 targets on the year and Julio has like over 20 and I'll take the yards for Julio and maybe a score over Tyreek maybe getting four catches yeah I just like the floor for cash
0: I mean Tyreek Hill has been priced up insanely high at this point I think 8500 um that's just that's wild but he's proven to be just insane uh with the ball in his hands even if he isn't getting the same targets as those other guys he's like an Alvin Kamara figure where it just doesn't matter whenever he gets the ball he's a threat to do something crazy with it so but I do totally agree with you that you got the floor with Julio. He's getting the target. Same thing goes uh, in that same game with Michael Thomas and a depleted Falcons secondary. That, that's going to be a big game, no doubt about it.
2: Yeah, Michael Thomas is just a little too much for me, 9,000 just about.
0: Yeah, um, we can cover that in the receiver section, though. On the other side of the ball, Drew Brees. Do you have any interest there in the same game? He's 6,400.
2: GPP, definitely. I'm gonna have some Drew Brees, but I'd rather have Matt Ryan. I'd honestly rather have uh I don't know. Alex Smith for the price to save the money to pay up for a receiver mm-hmm. this week. I'm paying up for a receiver this week. So, um cash I like Matt Ryan. I mean you can't go wrong with Drew Brees. Yeah. Against Atlanta. With and they don't have Dean Jones and Keanu O'Neill. Yeah. That just hurts the defense a lot more. So I mean I like Joe Brees, but I wouldn't I'm not playing him that much.
0: Joey, who are you looking at at a quarterback? First looks? I'm looking
1: at um, you know, Matt Ryan as well. And then I like Alex Smith this week against a weak Packers secondary. I feel like he could be a good play at fifty eight hundred. You know, just the obvious that you guys discussed, Mahomes, Garoppolo. I think that's kind of a given though.
0: Yeah, and real quick, I should have mentioned this at the top of the show. We're recording this a night earlier than usual. So uh, if any news breaks on Wednesday in between our release on Thursday, uh, we, we might not have it. So if we sound dated, that is why. Uh, we don't expect too much to change in the next day, though. So In terms of quarterback, do you have any interest in Jared Goff? I mean, to me, he stands out as the most underpriced play on the board he's going to be in what should be a high scoring game the Rams and the Chargers the Rams have a 27.5 projected team total which is fifth on the week at 5900 I don't see how Jared Goff could fail in this spot especially facing a Joey Bosa Chargers defense
1: yeah I, I mean I would play him but he definitely wouldn't be my first option the Chargers defense is supposed to be good they're not performing like that but uh, you know I might I might play them a little bit in cash.
0: All right, uh, just just something that is weird to me. Looking at the over unders for the week, they've got the Redskins and Packers game super low compared to some of these other games. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe I mean they're putting some respect on the Redskins defense, but to me that game screams like potential shootout. And the money line or not money line. I'm sorry. The over under for that game is super low at uh, 45.5 compared to several games much higher than it. What do we think about that game?
2: Packers on the road, right?
0: Yeah, Packers are on the road.
2: In my eyes, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game.
0: The only, honestly,
2: the only person I would play for sure, no doubt, would be probably playing Jordan Reed if I can get up to him and Chris Thompson. That's really it, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not not a big fan of this game. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring.
0: The only other thing I want to mention here at quarterback before we can move on is Carson Wentz is slated to return. Uh, he'll be home facing a very depleted Colts secondary. Do you guys have any interest in Wentz and his first game back at potentially low ownership? Definitely
2: not. Not at all. Not Not for more than Matt Ryan, who has been playing.
0: Playing poorly and, though.
2: I mean I mean he's still playing. That's fair. Against uh Saints defense that's been getting torn up. I mean you get I mean Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, but how how mobile and everything is he gonna be his first week back?
1: Uh I agree. I wouldn't play him on his first game back, especially coming off a torn ACL. And I mean two game sample size is pretty small, but the Colts Pass defense is only allowing uh, 267 yards, which ranks 17th. So, they're about uh, middle of the pack. So, they they haven't been bad. And the Eagles receivers are depleted. They really only have Aguilar right now. They're still waiting for Jeffrey to get back. And so, they have uh, Aguilar and Ertz. So, I don't, I don't know. It's just not a good uh, play, in my opinion.
0: All right. Before we move on, uh, where are you guys leaning in cash this week?
1: Matt Ryan. Um... I would say probably Mahomes or Garoppolo. Can't decide right now.
0: All right, that's fair. I think that I'll be paying down this week just because, uh, you know, of, of the positions to pay down for, quarterback is always the easiest to find, you know, a nice 20 points. And I think Goff is going to be a real solid option this week. Obviously, Mahomes is a great play. I just don't know. This week is super tight in salary, in my opinion. I I think you got to go for the value there. But we can move on now to uh, the running back position, and let's start again right at the top. Alvin Kamara is in an absolutely smash spot this week. Um, do we have any fear that Alvin Kamara, like Antonio Brown last week, is in what seems like you know an all-world spot? Everything is colliding to go perfect for him, uh, much like how the Chiefs get destroyed by wide receivers. Um the Falcons get destroyed by pass-catching running backs, and Alvin Kamara is the best one in the league. So how do we feel about Kamara in this spot at 9,500 against the Falcons?
2: Yeah, so Kamara last year versus the Falcons actually didn't perform as well as he's priced this year. I know that was last year. It was only two games, whatever. I think I'd rather, much rather play McCaffrey because... They have no actual like weapons, weapons on that offense other than him and Funches, so I think I'm gonna save seventeen hundred and play McCaffrey or go down for a safer option and play Jordan Howard at sixty five hundred just cause that Cardinals defense is so bad. I just don't think I can get up to pay for Kamara other than a uh, GPP this week.
1: You know he can He could be in a letdown spot. It's just his th- his touches are concerning because they they don't want to run him that much and that's obviously apparent from this year and the beginning or in last year in the beginning of this year so he's not he's not going to get many rushing attempts and the saints have a very potent um like passing attack even without using him that obviously hurts him a little bit but you know his talent is undeniable his pass catching skills uh run after the catch skills it's undeniable uh, he's one of the best but for 9500 you know, I might play him, but he definitely won't be a staple in my lineups for sure.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be very difficult to fade him. Just, I mean, you see what even McCaffrey did to them last week—14 catches. Camaro week one had 12 targets, um, got nine catches out of that. It's just he gets wide receiver one targets and just some free rushes thrown in there even if it's sitting around you know 10 rushes you know he's still getting that wide receiver floor so as as a floor play it's undeniable um it's just so pricey and like i said earlier the week is tight
2: i think jordan howard outscores them this week
0: you know i'm glad that you bring that up because i love howard i think that he's gonna be my absolute favorite play this week what do you like about howard
2: they're giving him a decent amount decent amount of carries and in- Cohen is getting barely any touches, and um the Cardinals' run defense is terrible, and I think Jordan Howard finally finds the end zone.
0: Yeah, so Howard has been missing the end zone this far, but like you said, his workload is there. He's had 14.5 rushes per game through the first two weeks, and he's also averaged four catches per game through the first uh, two weeks, which is new for him. And the Cardinals are third in the league in rushing yards allowed. They're averaging 128 rushing yards allowed per game and allowing two touchdowns per game to running backs. So, I mean, this is just a perfect spot for him. He's underpriced at 6.5 because of, you know, just how he's produced this week. But like you said, um, Jordan Howard's a touchdown scorer and he hasn't done it yet. I think it's coming in a big way this week.
2: I love Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, McCaffrey, Hunt, and mm-hmm. uh, Matt Breida are in my top four. I love Matt Breida
0: this week. Joe, you want to touch on Jordan Howard and then throw some other names out there? I definitely
1: like the play of Jordan Howard this week, especially because he's 6,500, so he's definitely a cheaper option. Like you mentioned, against a weak Cardinals run defense that is also giving up the most uh, points per game to running backs. They rank last. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think he snaps this week after having two pretty uh, mediocre first two weeks.
0: Are there any other uh, names looking down this list that really stick out to you early in the week?
1: Uh, just just the guys that you mentioned, uh, Kareem Hunt, Matt Breda. If Melvin Gordon is out, I like Austin Eckler. So, yeah, the, the, those would be the guys that I would target. Do you guys like Chris Thompson? Yeah, I like Chris Thompson this week a lot, actually. Forgot
0: to mention him. Uh, for GPPs. GPPs. I like him. I Going think Matt, Matt
2: Breida might be a, becoming a lock for me. 5,400. And that Chiefs defense is terrible.
0: Yeah, he's a great value play, definitely. um, I think that his numbers are slightly boosted. He did have a very long touchdown um, against the Lions, who are – Even worse than the Cardinals in terms of a run team and the Chiefs as well. So, um, or sorry, a run, you know, rushing defense. But yeah, Brita, if he he continues to look better than Morris, you have to think that they'll start giving him more touches, right? I mean, over
1: these past two, the first two games, the Chiefs have only given up 61 yards uh, average to running backs. But, you know, that's because that both games have been shootouts.
2: I mean... Last week they only gave up what like twenty yards because, they the Steelers didn't run the ball at all. so yeah. that's kind of that's kind of lopsided. I know what you're saying though. I I totally agree. And I just saw something that made me love my boy Corey Clement more. Jay Jayie most likely is not gonna play.
0: What's Clement's price this week? He could be forty three hundred. Wow. Um. Yeah. Is Darren Sproles' injury still gonna keep him out? I mean, if if Clement is. The only back there that's gonna be huge, especially with Wentz coming back, they'll probably lean on him even more.
2: I mean, we probably won't know about Sprills until tomorrow. I mean it was his hamstring, so you never know. Even if he does even if he does play coming off the hamstring injury, I think Clement will get a lot of touches. For forty three hundred, that's pretty that's pretty good for me.
0: Yeah, I like that play and right there in that same spot, uh Joey mentioned it, Eckler. If Gordon sits, um, there hasn't been much news or any kind of updates about Melvin Gordon uh, at this point. So we'll have to just see on that. But if Gordon sits, Eckler is a smash play.
2: Oh my God, if Gordon sits, Eckler and Corey Clement, I'd play both of them.
0: And by the way, Clement, uh, he's always been an explosive player. He just doesn't get the touches. Um, I mean, last week he got 19 and a half DK points off of 11 touches so if he is you know getting 20 touches or something like that against the Colts defense um yeah lock and load
2: yeah that's
0: crazy. Just a couple of players I'd like to touch on quickly. I think Tevin Coleman is gonna be one of the highest owned players on the slate. And for me, he's a hard fade. He's gonna be home against the Saints in a high scoring game. But he's been priced up. He's up to 64k. Um, I'd much rather just play the ex uh pay the extra hundred to go up to Howard at that point. And uh, when you look at the Saints, they've actually got a pretty decent run defense up to this point. They are 22nd in rushing yards allowed uh, through the first two games and 32nd in receiving yards allowed to running backs. So the best in the league at stopping pass-catching running backs, which is one of Coleman's strengths. So I'm going to be off Coleman, at uh, especially at a chalky ownership.
2: What's your projected right now for GPP?
0: Between 20
2: and 25. That's high. Wow.
0: Yeah, he's... uh top five in terms of projections. That'll obviously change throughout the week as some of the chalky options become more set in stone. But but yeah, especially high ownership, I'm going to be off Coleman. And also, I just want to mention uh, Kareem Hunt, who we touched on briefly. He is 6K. His price has been steadily dropping through a couple of disappointing weeks. But I mean, we've seen it. Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing last year. He is just an absolute beast he has the talent potential the offense has just been so efficient through the air that they haven't had to use him but I mean it's gonna happen for him. he's a home favorite this week in a game that is sitting at 56 and a half for an over under that's huge. Um, the chiefs are projected 31 and a half points like I said he's at home even though he hasn't really been producing he's still averaging 17 points per game. The only concern is his receiving has sort of backed off from last year. He's gotten one target in each of the first two games, so that might not be part of Mahomes' game the same way it was with Smith. But even still, at 6K, Kareem Hunt is a value. What do you guys think about Hunt?
2: I love Hunt. I don't know who to play. Honestly, I'm probably playing Clement and Howard, and I might try to fit in Hunt or Brita. But I'm definitely playing Clement if Sprouls is limited and JJ is officially out because Clement will be a lock-and-load play, especially with Carson Wentz coming off the of ACL tear. He's yeah. going to get a lot of touches, a lot.
1: I love Kareem Hunt as
0: well. Um. All right, we can move on to a wide receiver at this point. Uh, Who's standing out to you guys, Joey?
1: I like Julio this week to pair with Matt Ryan. That's probably my uh top option. Then looking down the list, I like T.Y. Hilton against the Eagles on the road and then we're looking for a cheaper option you can go with Dante Pettis again if Goodwin is out in in a potential shootout game that game is projected at 56 points for the over under that is the highest projected game of the week you know maybe maybe a, a feeling a dig stack too I could I could like that
0: yeah it's pretty pricey um that being said you know if if some of those cheaper running back options manifest throughout the week like we were talking about I think that you could definitely go go to that uh, facing just a team in Buffalo that's absolutely imploding in on itself.
1: Yeah, I feel like Kirk, Thielen, and Diggs could be a viable stack all year no matter who they face just because they're all uh, great players. They're explosive. They score a lot of points, and Thielen and Diggs get the main target share, um, both having over 10-plus targets in each game so far. So it it's always a
2: so expensive true but if you
1: play the you know the clement you know eckler if if um melvin gordon sits you could afford it
2: yeah
0: yeah my concern with that this week is that is that the bills are just so bad that the vikings end up not playing you know all of their players like that's happened two weeks in a row for the bills and i don't see why it wouldn't happen again like there's i i don't physically i can't imagine in a what world the Bills are gonna be able to move the ball against this Vikings defense. I just I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, that's true, but you know, you just gotta just gotta hope that they do enough with the three quarters of play that they'll probably get to to at least three X their value.
0: Jared, who do you like a wide receiver this week?
2: Julio. I can't get off Julio. At seventy nine hundred I feel like that's way too low. Yeah. In in a game where he's going to for sure play the whole game. I mean, Minnesota's going to blow him out. They're already at like a 17-point favorite. They're just going to blow him <laughs> out. Thielen and Diggs yeah. are at 77-78. I mean, they could outscore Julio in the first quarter, honestly. But I'll take the full game of Julio rather than like three quarters of Thielen and Diggs. And like Joey said, I love T.Y. Hilton. I kind of like Kalen Cole. If Marquise Goodwin plays, I love him.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a sneaky play. People will be uh, off of him coming off an injury, but if he's good to go, I mean, you yeah, got, you got to roll with it.
2: And then if he sits, I like Pettis again. I gotta go back to Pettis, and um, a low key a low key play could be Calvin Ridley at thirty seven hundred if you're stacking for JPP.
0: Ridley saw his targets uh, expand from two in week one to five last week. He caught four catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. He also got a rushing attempt that he turned into three yards. But um, I like that. And just sort of talking about what we touched on on our last episode, which, by the way, you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Um, But we touched on targeting players in these games that are going to be highly stacked by everybody and targeting players who aren't going to be looked at. So, you know, everybody in this game is going to be looking at Kamara, Thomas, you know, Julio, Tevin Coleman, Um, but Calvin Ridley might fly under the radar in the same way that Kelsey and Watkins flew under the radar in last week's big game between the Steelers and Chiefs. So I like that call, Ridley, at 3,700.
2: Yeah, if you play – if you're going a full, almost full game stack, you could probably – I'm gonna try it right now. You could honestly probably get that full game in there if you if you play Austin Hooper at tight end because I'm pretty sure he's hella cheap.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think he's only like I want to say twenty, yeah, twenty
0: nine. And right above uh, Ridley is Mohamed Sanu. Um, in that same game, yep. thirty eight hundred. But uh, we'd have to see. I mean, Sanu has not been producing. I think that 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 game is just getting too cluttered with Ridley there. So i think you'd have to take a stand one way or the other
2: i like ridley more for gpp wise
0: looking back towards the high end someone i think could fly under the radar is keenan allen so the rams have a good secondary a great secondary um but i think that keenan allen has fallen in price due to a slow week last week but like we said you know the chargers didn't have to pass after like You know what the first quarter and a half they were just chilling you know so Keenan Allen getting eight targets could be a season low for him you know he had 11 targets and eight catches week one against the Chiefs in a game that they had to pass a lot and I expect them to have to pass a lot against the Rams so we talked about Eckler being you know a great play if if Gordon's out but if Gordon's out you know I think that uh targets are going to be going to Keenan Allen even more as well Uh, we saw how much Gordon's been involved in the passing game so you know Keenan Allen could could eat in this game and be a uh, much lower owned than somebody like Julio, and they could have a similar uh, target projection. Do you guys have any interest in uh, Allen this week?
1: I'd rather go down to Cooks right below him at 7,000.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. I'd rather go down to T.Y. Helen.
1: Or, okay.
2: or up to A.J. Green. I'd
1: even go to Aguilar too mm-hmm. at 6,100 against the Colts because, when, because obviously Wentz is going to throw, so when he does throw, he's either looking to Aguilar or Ertz. Or, you know, running back out the backfield as a check down. But. Keaton Allen's
2: just in that weird spot to where, like, I can't play him.
0: To me, that's the perfect spot f- to target for a GPP. Um, yeah. I mean, you could if you get him at 5% owned, under 5% owned in these big field tournaments, I mean, all you have to do is have one of the main guys fail and you're in a great spot. I mean, that's leverage, but... I also see what you guys are coming from. I, personally, I I could definitely see myself, and I probably will. Um, you heard it here first. I'm definitely going to be playing some Jared Goff to Brandon Cooks coming back with Keenan Allen on the other side, seeing if this game can shoot out at low ownership. You could. Let's see. Is there anybody else we want to mention? I know that I should at least shout out Tyler Boyd. I think he's going to be pretty popular this week. Um, he got nine targets last week against the Ravens. He only has he's only priced at thirty seven hundred. So if you're in a position where you got to pay down, especially in cash, I mean that's a cash only play. He doesn't have the ceiling, but he's been out producing John Ross on the year, getting a lot more targets as well. So I think Boyd is an option. Um, Eifert isn't really doing much. So when you know Dalton's not looking to Green, Boyd is sort of the second option in that uh, that passing attack.
2: I don't think Tyler Boyd's gonna be viable. I wouldn't play him. But I see what, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I don't like the I don't like the uh Panthers secondary. I just think they just played like two pretty I mean, week one they played they played Dallas, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they played a weak passing attack and then they had a division game week two, so you know, I it's hard to say.
2: They got torched by Matt Ryan.
0: Yeah.
1: Low key if Larry Fitzgerald is out. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk.
0: Is Fitzgerald looking like he's, he's going to be out.
1: Questionable right now. Um so hmm. I mean since it, since it is Tuesday, they're saying that he's going to be monitored throughout practice this week. So, you know, he could be fine to go, he could be ruled out. But Christian Kirk could be a a solid option if he's the number 1 wide receiver and they've said that they want to get Kirk and Chad Williams more involved. In the offense, you know, as well as getting David Johnson his touches, so David Johnson could be in play too.
0: Yeah, we should have brought that up in the running back seg- segment. Segment. Uh, Wilkes yesterday or or on Monday actually said that um that Arizona has to be more creative. In, in how they're going to get David Johnson the ball, including splitting him out more at wide receiver, which we also touched on on our last episode as something that has been holding him back, considering the like how much they've reduced his work in uh, being split out as a receiver. So David Johnson at 7,200 could fly super under the radar. And if Fitzgerald is out, I'd definitely be looking it's at It's just the GPs. matchup,
1: though. The Bears have a pretty good defense, so that's why people might, they might do. look... Away from David Johnson, but you could get, you know, a top three running back at a discounted price than what he usually is. And if Larry Fitzgerald is out, it's going to be all David Johnson. Yeah,
0: I like that call. Um, a few more names, real quick, before we move on to tight end. Do you guys have? Uh, what do you guys think about Sammy Watkins coming back for a second straight week? Um, you are definitely not going to get the ownership discount again, but you can get the price discount. He's only fifty one hundred compared to you know Tyree Kill at eighty five. So, you know, like we said, that game is projected to definitely shoot out, and you can get Watkins at a cheap price.
2: I may be crazy, but the only person I'm playing on that chief side is going to be Cream Hunt.
0: It's just I think I think the I think the Chiefs
1: will blow out with the 49ers.
0: So interesting. You don't think the 49ers will be able to keep pace?
2: I think the 49ers win that game.
0: That yeah. is crazy. But you know, I mean it's early, it's early. Anything could happen.
2: I, I honestly think
1: they win the, the game. The Niners just don't have the players to keep up with the Chiefs. And that's facts. If you're if you're rolling out Dante Pettis, uh Trent Taylor, you know, Pierre Garcon at wide receiver and then obviously Breda Alfred Morris, although I do like Breda. Goodwin. If if Goodwin, Goodwin is, is back, that guy. obviously helps a lot. But it's I think it's looking like that he's not gonna play this week. So, you know, George Kittle, we've talked about him before. I just they just don't have the players to keep up with the Chiefs offense. So if it's a blowout early, it could just be all Kareem Hunt from there.
0: Yeah, that's possible. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I think I think the Niners are overhyped low key. Besides, uh, Jimmy G.
0: Well, they definitely are. And uh, in terms of last week, I think the Lions lost that game more than the the Forty Niners won it. If you know what I mean. I mean, <laughs> Theo Riddick dropping two passes in that game. Uh, game went you know well it wasn't a game winning comeback it was a game losing drive. But um, yeah I mean that really helped them hold on to that game. So. Ah, uh, the 49ers to me are—they just—they look like they don't—they haven't put it all together yet. Like there's some new pieces there; um, they could definitely click and get better down the stretch. But I'm—I just—I saw too much miscommunication on the field watching that game last week.
1: I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good for like 250 yards, two touchdowns or three touchdowns a week. You know, he's not gonna light up the stat sheet in my opinion.
0: Lastly, a wide receiver, just in terms of some cash game plays that I have some interest in. I think Cooper Cup, obviously I'm all over this game with the Rams and Chargers, but I think that Cooper Cup is pretty safe. He got nine targets week one, six week two. He's a staple in the red zone for the Rams, and uh, at 4,900, he's going to be one of the better players that you can get in that range, and he's just super consistent. So I like him for cash games this week, although I'd probably target one of Woods or uh cooks if I'm looking in GPPs. And also Jared, I want to get your opinion on Geronimo Allison at 4500. He's also averaging 7 targets per game and you know, if you're getting 7 targets per game in the Packers offense, you you have to be looked at at a cheap price like 4500, especially with uh Norman going to be shadowing Adams.
2: I don't know. I love Allison, but Like I said, I don't think this game's going to be super high-scoring, and he just doesn't have that blower potential that, like, Devontae Adams has or even Cobb has. Unless you're going a full game stack, I wouldn't play him at all.
0: Uh, I I mean, I'm more interested in cash games if – if the running back values we discussed don't open up, you know, there's a lot of high value running backs that we talked about earlier that I think are super safe for cash. So if you end up having to find your value at wide receiver at 4500, I think Allison is viable.
2: Yeah, de- no, definitely, definitely, definitely. um he could he could easily score this week. I just don't know how much how many yards catches he'll get. I mean, there's so many, I mean, you saw Jimmy Graham get five catches last week. Aaron Jones is back now. He's going to get a lot of touches. They're giving Ty a lot of touches. I mean, you still got Devontae Adams, Cobb. Like, there's so many targets that Rodgers has to spread around. It's just hard to pick one guy.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, anybody else you guys want to mention before we move on to tight end? No, sir. All right, so uh, in terms of tight end, uh, let's kick it off at the top, 6,800. Zach Ertz, 6,700, Travis Kelsey. Are we paying up, first of all, and do you have a preference between those two guys?
2: I want to play Kittle again. Kittle, 4,500
0: in the Chiefs game going back to the well.
2: Yeah, it's just because I like the 49ers in this game, and I think they'll okay. score a touchdown. Um, But if I'm paying up, I'm taking Zach Ertz over Kelsey this week.
0: Yeah, the return of Wentz should be huge for him. They had a pretty amazing connection last year. So um, that being said, he's been priced up, uh, I think, to accommodate that. He was already targeted a ton last week. What was it, 13? Yeah, 13 targets for 11 receptions, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did that again with Ertz. What are you thinking, Joey?
1: I definitely love Kelsey this week against that Niners defense, but for 6,700 i don't know
0: 6700 and steep ownership um
1: and then Zach Ertz is definitely a play as well those are definitely the two main options as you know their price indicates but the the wentz to earth's connection is crazy like they they have a great connection so i mean they should both do well enough to to provide value but just the steep salary and ownership could get me off them I would look down towards, you know, don't want to play him, but I would look to Evan Ingram against the Texans for 4,300. Okay. But the. Tell
0: me more. Tell me more. I'm interested. 4,300.
1: The thing that would get me off them is literally the Giants' offensive line is horrid. I don't even It's a huge problem. I don't even know. They can't block anybody. I mean, Clowney is going to be out I believe this week. So but they still have JJ Watt who's obviously a problem.
0: Did you, did JJ Watt get a sack last week? JJ Watt hasn't gotten a sack in over two years.
2: Yeah that's yeah, yeah he I hasn't done, he done anything the, the, the first two week. weeks
1: but you know he's always a threat. But Evan Ingram he he has a lot of talent. The whole Giants offense has a lot of talent with Odell, Saquon, Sterling Shepard and him and those are where all the targets are going, are to those four main guys. And there's plenty of targets to go around with Eli Manning. Um, it's just, you know, if if the Giants offensive line can't block, Eli can't stay on his feet to actually make a throw, which affects everybody around him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was on the ground all all day against the uh, against the Cowboys, and, you know, he was making some wild yeah. faces. He couldn't believe what was happening to him. This, he was um, getting
1: smacked around like a little baby. But that's just a product of the offensive line. smacks
0: babies? Th-
1: that's just a product of the offensive line. Um, I would look right below him to Kyle Rudolph as well against the Bills for 41, yeah, for 4,100, like you know, to 3X, you know, a touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown, couple right. catches, and he could be a good play. I think I, I think I might roll with Kyle Rudolph actually.
0: What about Trey Burton? Yeah, I was gonna say I like Burton as a pay down option. Um his, his
1: role was definitely overhyped coming into the season. I think I, I was talking to Jared about that. I was saying how like there's so many pieces in the Bears offense with Howard, Cohen, A rob Burton and then you have Trubisky who's in his second year but it like he's still he's not going to make that jump that you know that Wentz and Jared Goff made it's just not going to happen he's more of a project so everybody was high on Burton because he he is a talented player but I just don't think that the stats are going to be there this year with all the factors in the offense uh new head coach and everything I, ju- I just don't think it's going to be there so you know I, I like him he's cheap but he only has um five catches so far. Ten targets.
0: Yeah, and and uh, the Cardinals are traditionally like you know when I think about DFS the last few years and I think about the teams that you stream tight ends against. Um, the Cardinals come to mind. The Giants come to mind. The Lions come to mind. Um. The Cardinals are not one of those teams, at least to start the year. Perhaps that's misleading because they've just been getting ran all over. But they're uh, in the bottom half of teams. I think they're about 25th in receiving yards allowed to tight ends. So I don't really necessarily see Burton blowing up this week, and I think that he might actually be kind of chalky.
2: I like a Burton-Howard stack. stack. Wait. Wait.
1: The Cardinals mm-hmm. so far this year are ranked ninth. Actually, they're only allowing thirty-eight point five yards to tight ends.
0: Ranked ninth, Whoa. isn't that the inverse of what I said? What do you mean? Twenty-fifth most al- or twenty-fifth least allowed would make them. Herb. Oh yeah. Wait.
1: Oh, I thought you said most allowed, but maybe I misheard. Oh no. no, no.
2: I mean, I mean, don't you think it's, that's kind of? It, I mean, it's yeah. Me too. That, yeah, so none of these stats yeah. are too also, set in stone yet. Definitely. Jordan Reed had four for forty-eight and a touchdown the first week, and then you get the Rams tight ends. Who do you even know their names?
0: Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. Yeah.
2: Boom. Okay. I, 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 mean, <laughs> I know, I know, I mean, if yeah, yeah, like they're they're irrelevant tight ends. Yeah. Like they don't use their tight ends as pass catchers. So that's it's kind of boosted that. If
1: would, Burton, that's I mean. yeah, that's if Burton gets that's a Jordan Reed. Stat line like that, what you just said, then that's a good play because you know he's gonna three X.
2: I think I think that's that could easily happen. Four for forty eight and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, it could happen.
2: Four catches. I mean, just get one in the red zone. You know what I'm saying? I th- I think you it know, could happen. because I think the Bears. Uh, I think the Bears smash the Cardinals. Honestly,
1: you know it's
0: yeah, that's not unreasonable. It's
1: easier to say um, than do. You know,
0: for sure. Um, I honestly like a
2: Trey Burton and Zach Ertz play together. Double Ooh, double tight end to.
1: stack. That is always Pay a up.
0: way to diversify your lineup. Few people do that. Pay up
2: for Julio.
0: Yeah. Um. Some other interesting names at tight end, real quick, before we move on. Uh, Jordan Reed, I think, is interesting. He's gonna be kind of like how we mentioned Keenan Allen, sort of being in that weird, you know, purgatory of pricing. Um. People who are paying up are probably going to look to Kelsey or Ertz, and people who are paying down are going to be looking in that Kittle, you know, Ingram-Rudolph range that Joey was talking about. So I think Reed is sitting in a spot in a game that, you know, Jared's not that high on, Vegas isn't that high on, but I think could be a higher scoring than people think. So Jordan Reed isn't hurt yet, and when he's not hurt, he's elite. Um, He's had pretty good usage through the first uh, couple games, Five targets the first game, eight targets uh, in the second game. So we'll see what Reed can do at 5,400. And then uh, I like Kittle, like Jared said. I like Burton, sort of, and real low on the list. I've got a little bit of interest in Will Disley for – the seahawks um he had a real big week one had 105 yards that week and a touchdown um that was kind of boosted because denver's really bad against tight ends and last week he also managed to get a touchdown on five targets and three catches so i mean just at 3300 he could be a cash play just being so low and getting a solid five targets per game but it's shaky he got his touchdown in absolute garbage time so you know if that didn't happen he would have had like what like six or seven points but that's still 2x at 3.3 so it just depends how the week shakes out and how badly you need that value if you need to pay down facts (laughs) facts (laughs) um yeah anybody else uh we need to touch on here at tight end any interest in either of the colts guys they've sort of uh been eating into each other more than we anticipated
2: not at all i'm only playing kelsey Ertz burton or rudolph that's it i wouldn't i wouldn't play anybody else okay. maybe maybe dis maybe disley if you want to save uh
1: will disley hmm.
2: or or hooper if you're doing a full game stack okay that's it i wouldn't I'm not very interested in anybody else
0: um, let's move on to defense, and then after that, we will close out the show with some low-owned stacks that could win you a GPP. Right off the bat, I mean defense. The Vikings are going to be crazy chalk. They're priced all the way up to forty-three hundred. That is very, very high for a defense, but they are at home facing the Bills. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't be in a better spot. So, I mean. Are you paying up that high for the Vikings, or is it just too much for a defense? No. I don't
1: think I've ever seen an NFL team be 17-point favorites in my in my whole life. I don't know. That's crazy.
2: The last time I saw one that high was the Patriots against the Bills. Like, Yeah, they were like four or five years ago.
0: There was one there was a team who was a 14point favorite last week or last year I cannot remember it right now I believe, I believe it like, was the Patriots there was one
2: to see the Se- the, Seahaw- the Seahawks were a 14point favorite over the Rams a couple years ago before they got good too-hmm
0: yeah it was the Patriots last year Joey what was the what was the team
1: um I know it was the Patriots who was the team um, I, I couldn't tell you honestly my probably the- did they play the Browns <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: honestly, that would be the only team
1: most likely. No, um, yeah. no, nah, we them. didn't play, or they didn't play the Browns. Honestly, I think it was, uh, yeah, I couldn't tell Just. you, dude. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> I think, well, um, if I had to guess, it was the Titans' uh, playoff game. If I had to guess.
0: Hmm.
2: Oh, yo, that might have been it. Honestly. I think,
1: yeah, that was, they hu- yeah, they were huge. Yeah, I think that, that was the game. But you know, I yeah, could be totally well, wrong. So
0: regardless, regardless, I mean seventeen point favorites for the Vikings. That's insane. Forty three hundred, I I don't know. I mean, the strategy in my head is don't pay that high for a defense. The position's too volatile. But at the same time, like this spot is just irresistible. How can I mean how can you not play the Vikings at home against the Bills? Their their offense is one of the worst I've seen in years, and the Vikings have an amazing defense i they're at home. But Josh
1: Allen is trash.
0: Let's not get into our Nathan Peterman Part 2 segment. Give the man more than a week to start, you know.
1: (laughs) If I'm looking at a defense, it's going to be the Bears at 3,500 against the Cardinals.
0: You know,
2: like Houston at 28?
0: Uh, I could see it. I could totally see J.J. Watt coming back with a vengeance, getting like four sacks, you know, and being like, y'all were doubting me. You know, I may not have been getting sacks, but I was, you know, getting sacks of money for that hurricane relief last year. You know, he was going in. So if he's going to go in on anyone, it's going to be the clueless, uh, you know, Giants offensive line. I like that at 2800, especially after they were chalk and they burned everyone last week, could get him in super low ownership.
1: Or they could just do the same thing that they did last week and screw everybody over.
0: That is fair. But, I mean, that was also a division game on the road. This time they're home against the worst line. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, Bears are a good play for sure. Vikings, like I said, undeniable. Anybody else that uh, we're looking at here?
1: Honestly, defenses should be taken out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no lie.
2: Uh, I like Baltimore's defense too. Twenty-eight, cause I hate Keenum.
0: Yeah, they I could see them flustering him, getting a couple. What picks, did Keenum pick, ever do to
1: you, Jared?
2: No, nah, I just don't think he's good.
0: <laughs> um. Also, in that same range, uh, in the top range, anyways, Jacksonville. I mean, you know, you don't have to say anything. They're a great defense. Yeah. Tennessee. I don't know. What about
2: the Titans? <laughs> What about the Titans' low defense? Key. Honestly, mm-hmm. seriously. low key.
1: Because the Titans did beat the Jags. Beat, they, the Titans beat the Jags both times last year?
2: They played. They play their division very close every time, and they aren't very high-scoring games.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, they're in terms of like a fantasy defense too. They aren't that bad. I mean, I don't want you know. Looking at the game in Miami, they did get two picks and a sack, but. Um, that was a crazy game. I'm not really counting that game. But, I mean, last week against the Texans, uh, they got four sacks. So Hey,
1: they were 20.
0: 20- that could be a function of Watson holding onto the ball. They were too 2,400 last
1: week. They had seven points. That's a 3 x in almost.
0: Yeah, and they've gone down. So, um, yeah, I like that call as a, as a GPP dart or even a low-end cash play.
2: Hey, even the Broncos defense, too, at 2,400 because – Flacco's
0: bad.
1: Game should be a low scoring, <laughs> a low scoring game in Baltimore, which could favor the defenses.
0: Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um. So let's move on to our last segment here and talk some low owned GPP stacks. Joey, kick us off here.
1: So the stack that I'm looking to, low owned, <laughs> would be Alex Smith, Chris Thompson and then if you want to play Jordan Reed you can play Jordan Reed at tight end or at receiver i would go with Paul Richardson call me crazy
2: yeah that was no nah, i like
0: that a at, lot actually at 4300
1: paul richardson is 4300
0: how come yeah. uh, how come richardson instead of like doxson i
1: yeah, i think richardson is a better receiver than doxson
0: i mean that's not crazy but i mean Do, uh, doxson did out uh, target him last week. That is true. Just saying. Just saying. That it is true.
1: Happen. I mean, you know, both have upside, in my opinion. But I like Richardson a little bit more. But you could play Doxon for cheaper. But I would rather play... Yeah. I would rather not target the receivers and go with uh, Reed and Thompson and Alex Smith. That's like... A, that'd be a low, low owned stack that you could... You know, that could put up points if the game... Shoots out
0: Jared how about you A-Rob Trey
2: Burton And Jordan Howard Okay Three man stack I like that a lot
0: So I mean If that's gonna shoot out You gotta have some interest In Trubisky right 5.5 5. Pat uh, Pete though I don't know Yeah I don't know about Alan Robinson Pat Pete on A-Rob I do like Burton and, I love Alan Robinson. I love
2: He's Alan
1: Robinson. getting the target so that's the player that you want to target in the Bears receiving game is Allen Robinson.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean he had ten catches, he had fourteen targets.
0: Yeah, on he's returning to form. Game. He is definitely returning to form, and he's been able to overcome bad quarterback play in the past. So if Robinson is fully healthy again, you gotta have some interest there. He's only
1: fifty four hundred. But like, that's crazy.
2: Yeah,
0: that is crazy.
2: I, I do love a a a double double stack of Trey Burton. Jordan Howard, Clement and um Ertz, If you have the uh, stomach to play two tight ends. Bold.
0: Mm-hmm. That is that's bold. For me and as far as a low owned stack, um, I'm I'm looking to that uh that Rams Chargers game like we were talking about. I think that you could get Goff, Brandon Cook is both under five percent, definitely under ten percent each. Um and run it back with Keenan Allen at under 10% and just sail to the money. And, you know, you could go a couple other places if you want to stack that game creatively. I'm sure Robert Woods is going to be super low-owned, and he's shown the potential to blow up in spots. So Jared Goff, a couple Rams receivers, you know, maybe Jared Goff, Gurley, and Cooks bring it back with Keenan. I think there's some... A lot of possibilities to stack that game in creative ways, and uh, also, like Jared said, or I'm sorry, also like Joey said, the Redskins-Packers game. I've got some interest in stacking. But uh, what were you gonna say? You
1: might have to get off Keenan, dude. Yeah. Why? With the Rams' defense, Marcus Peters, uh, Talib. You think you, Allen? You think Allen uh, is a good play to run it back with the other side of that game?
0: I think that. Marcus Peters is a good corner. I don't think that he is above getting burned by Keenan Allen. He he gets burned all the time. Actually, he's just a ball hog. No,
2: hold on, watch your mind. That's, I that's mean, in all terms facts. of in terms of co- <laughs> yeah, in terms of coverage, watch, nah, that's all
0: facts. Nah, he's a he's a he's ball not a great hawk, cover corner. He is not a cover corner. No, not at all. Not. At he's all. got a knack for. It. He's not. He's yeah. not. He's not even top fifteen. He's got a, a knack for corners.
1: interceptions.
0: Yeah, I'd be more scared of Keenan on Tlaib. Uh, Tlaib, but the thing is is that Keenan travels all over. He plays a lot in the slot, so I'm I'm actually not – it is it is a great secondary, don't get me wrong. It's a great secondary, but great players can overcome that in certain spots, and and I would not be afraid to run it up with Keenan Allen. Like I said, that's why it's going to be a low-owned stack. Facts. Oh, low-owned. God.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. You guys are bad-mouthing my boy. <laughs>
0: Hey, no shade. He's a ball hawk. You got to give him that. Yeah, but... he
1: get, he gets interceptions, oh. but, like, he doesn't tackle. <laughs> he doesn't cover. Chill. Chill. <laughs> chill. Chill. <laughs> chill.
2: Chill. Chill. chill, 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 That's chill. facts. That's facts. Oh, I, I
1: also just like just... a little <laughs> Colts, a lot to T.Y. Hilton stack.
2: I love luck and T.Y. Hilton. I just saw that, too. I was just looking at that. I was trying to hit that
1: The. Up. The uh Eagles secondary is definitely the worst part of their defense. Their front seven I think, is insane though. I th- which could.
2: I think that uh Indy Philly game is gonna be a complete shootout. Yeah. Like, Interesting. one of the high like one of the highest scoring games. And I think Indy wins that game.
1: The total on that game is forty seven and a half. So it's it's around the middle of the games this week, like in terms of the team total. They're just
2: doubting Andrew Luck. Like, how was this man a six-point underdog last He's week? He's a
1: six-point uh, underdog this week as well, Jared. Crazy.
2: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Last week was the easiest bet of my life to take Andrew Luck straight up against Washington. It's. I'm, taking, I'm not even taking the Colts. I'm taking Andrew Luck just to beat them himself.
1: He's proven to do well, that the a lot.
0: Are the, 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 the Eagles, you know... The Eagles' defense is better than the Redskins. so.
2: I know, but still. Andrew Not Luck their pass defense. He's
1: just. That's what matters here. Yeah,
2: their, pa- their pass mm-hmm. defense is okay. kind of. Yeah, well, no, you're, right, you're right. The
1: Redskins, I mean, it is two games, but the Redskins are number one. They have the best pass defense so far. The Eagles are fifth worst in the league
0: yeah no i could see that if i were gonna stack that game i would go luck hill and bring it back with Ertz probably or maybe uh clement um you know just thinking about a game script maybe the colts jump out to a lead and and wentz has to dump off a bunch of balls to clement so um yeah that, that uh, could luck, definitely happen. luck
2: luck clement Aguilar, Zach Ertz, ty who are
0: the
1: bucks playing
0: they're playing the Steelers oh on Sunday yes night, yeah so they're, they're not, not on, on the slate. Slate. I was about to
1: say because whoever the bucks
0: fits magic <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown bounce back spot bring it back with the Legault Jackson you know he's locked in for a seventy uh, five yard touchdown
2: <laughs> James Conner, James Conner, cash easy mm-hmm. I'm not taking any Steelers just here if I play the if I play that showdown stack in the bucks hmm <laughs> Rothsberger on the road trash. I'm taking all of Connor.
0: True. I like it. I like it. Um but that is going to be it for us this week. So, before we close out the pod, Joey, do you want to tell the people where they can find us?
1: You can find the DFS Dose podcast on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can go ahead and give that a follow as well. And then as t- in terms of listening to the podcast, you could uh, listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, all at the DFS dose, and then on iTunes and YouTube, you can go ahead and click that subscribe button, and that helps us out a lot.
0: Sure does. We will greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be it for us. You know, if you are in Detroit this weekend for the Sunday night football game, Lions hosting the Patriots, it's gonna be an awesome game. And I will be roasting um,
1: any Lions fan after the game after
0: the Patriots uh, basically wipe the floor with the Lions. So. <coughs> so you know we'll see you uh yeah come say what's up to us um even though I you won't know who I don't we think are that but we have any listeners in detroit yeah but, yeah you, know,
1: you won't you won't know who we are who we are we might might have to get some uh, dfs dose merch to rep when we go out of uh out of town
0: big facts um yeah no doubt Jared. Uh, so yeah you can catch joseph and i there um but that's going to be it for the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. My personal Twitter is at Ben Hover. B E N H A U V E R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. My
1: personal Twitter is at Joey Carrion underscore.
0: And mine is at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, we'll see you again on Monday for our review of Week Three. Um, After I won the millionaire maker, win GPP. doubling down on that. Huh? <laughs>
1: Just had to throw that in there.
0: Yep.
2: (laughs) Y'all are funny.